Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the show. Coming in hot tonight. Um, fresh off the presses. Quickly and freshly out of the clinical room. So basically... As always, these topics come from a wealth of places. I track what people are talking about on social media and online. I'm looking at what research is coming out. I'm looking at what, more importantly, my patients in my clinical practice are talking about topically. We're looking at what's coming in my private DMs, the Loveline IG page DMs, which Loveline IG page, those DMs, that's where you want to put your questions because we um, answer those throughout the night. But um, it's so fascinating how the world is so vast and there's so many resources that it's really hard to really be a part of creating some massive change. And some of these topics, I'll be like, yo, I wrote a book on it. I lecture on it. I talk about it here on Loveline. I do it in my clinical practice. Haven't we like covered this already? And then soon enough, a few days or weeks go by and someone's like, yo, can you talk about this thing? And I'm like, oh, I've just beaten that topic into the ground, but let's hit it. So um, cuffing season. <laughs> I know when the cooler weather comes, people are like, I want to partner up. I want to snuggle buddy. I want to get into a relationship holiday time. Um, and I was working with a lot of patients in my practice because, you know, as a psychotherapist, part of the work we do is sometimes coaching. And as someone who's one of the few certified sex therapists on the planet, there's definitely a lot of coaching because we don't understand relationships. We don't understand sex. Parents do the best they can with what they were raised and socialized with and what's going on in the world around them. And they instill with the best they got in their kids and it keeps rolling forward and my god social media does not have it down and then we watch television and they're giving us horrible messages and songs as well so there's a lot to clean up and clarify and this is one of them and it's basically all the different ways we can date or form relationships with people and this isn't just early on this is also some sort of the duration of our relationships and i always use a relational model so i'm always talking about marriage and dating and relationality because even if you're you know romantically single you still have friends family members colleagues we have a lot of different relationships um, and one thing I'm reminding my clients that are newly dating because they're divorced or single or widowed or they've taken a break is there are two different models for dating. You can collapse everything down into these two different models. There's the game playing and manipulation model or the authentic and empowered model. I hope y'all are doing the authentic model. 
versus trying to play games and manipulate. That's an act of low self-worth. If you don't feel like you are worth being dated, then yes, you would understandably want to play games and manipulate in order to get and keep someone. But I'd rather you try to come from a more empowered place and say, listen, I'm going to try to find people that are interested generally in being with me. And in order to do that, I have to be myself and lead and date as myself. And I don't want someone, I don't want to sell a dream. I want someone to know who I am, what they're getting themselves into. As I remember everyone, we're not trying to sell dreams. Otherwise, you end up in my office months or years down the road going, why are we having so many problems? And I say back, because y'all weren't yourselves from the door. You didn't really get to assess compatibility to decide if you should even be in a relationship. You just thought we enjoy each other. We're turned on enough. Let's just do this. That is a mess. Choosing a primary partner is something you should take very seriously, especially if you're going to be monogamous, meaning just this person only. You better take your time. And we can't figure out what we're made of and how healthy our relationship would be if we should have one at all if you aren't dating and relationshiping as yourself. Don't game player manipulate friends to get friends. Don't game player manipulate people to be a romantic partner. You then are building a relationship on something fragile, a false self, something in someone that isn't you. Good luck maintaining that. And then you sold someone, uh, 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 they can't consent to that because informed consent means I know what I'm consenting to. And if you haven't been yourself, then I can't consent. So understandably, the person on the receiving end should be upset when they find out what you've been up to. So when in doubt, be authentic. I've said this on the show so many times. Where should I take them on the first date? The kinds of places you like to go so you can see if they can fit in and enjoy that too. That's why I get frustrated and people say things like, you know, going hiking is not a real date. Yes, it is. If that's the kinds of things the person does, we're not trying to sell a dream. I, with my friends, with my family members, anyone trying to have an erotic or romantic relationship with me, I'm going to bring you into the actual life I live to see if you actually fit into my actual life. So we're going to do the things I like to do. And I definitely don't like getting dressed up going out for bougie dinner. So that ain't ever going to happen. That's not going to be a date I'm going to plan. If that's important to you, feel free to invite me. But that's not the kind of dates I do. My dates are super casual. We do go hiking. We do go for coffee. We do go look, look at art. And if someone's going to determine my worth as a partner based on the money I'm shelling out and how I'm showing up, that is their ego and that is their problem. And I wish them the best because they ain't going to get too far in life that way because people focus too much on structure and the details of the product missing out on the actual experience, which is when we learn about someone. Oof. So we're going to be talking about all, all about that. Now, again, this is a romantic entry point, but this applies to every element of your life. So feel free to think about this in non-romantic context. Y'all got to apply it yourselves, but this is the entry point. So we're going to talk about that. And of course, we'll be doing some DMs. So if you've got a question for us, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Questions, topics, things you want us to hit, circle back, drop deeper into. Always there, always open. Drop them in and uh, past episodes of the show because you got to go back and re-listen, check things out. Maybe you missed, maybe you need to hear it again. Maybe you want to take me hiking with you in a car ride. That's over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline and click on it. Otherwise, y'all, stick around. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all right so we're back and we're talking about how to just be a better relational human being which is everyone's work and it never ends and i was saying you know we can manipulate and play games as a way to get and keep people in our lives within any context, or we're more authentic. And that makes us feel better because then we know that people are there because of us, who we truly are. We're not selling a dream. We're not misrepresent, misrepresenting ourselves. Um, and all styles of relationship and dating fall into one of those boxes, games and manipulation or authentic. Confident people go authentic. I'm worth liking. I'm going to be myself if it's a match, cool. And if not cool versus someone who has lower self-esteem, doesn't think they're worth anything plays games and manipulates, hooks people, sells dreams, and it all falls apart because it's not real. And no one, no one feels good in that. Um, and that's why there are no dating rules. Throw all of them out. We're not waiting a certain amount of time. Like all of that is, again, manipulation, anxiety. And we're going to kind of be all over because there's a lot of things I actually kind of want to hit. Um, but one of the main things is that when we're dating, when we're relationshiping, when we're forming bonds with people, and I was just discussing this um, on, a, on a recent show as well. There's three things we're looking for to assess the health of our relationship to anyone, to your employee or your employer, to your colleague, to your friend, to your family member, to your sex or romance partner, your husband or wife, your kid. There's three things that really help us understand um, how healthy we are when we come together, because that's what relationship is about. Not who is this person in isolation, but when me and this person come together as friends, as primary partners, as whatever it is we're trying to do, what do we co-create? Because 
we have a different relationship with everyone. Different parts of ourselves are brought out based on the different people we're around. I have the funnier friends where when I'm with them, we're more silly, we're more stupid, we're more ridiculous. I have other friends where we're more philosophical, existential, more serious. And I, these are all honest parts of who I am. We don't have an authentic core self. We have many different selves, which are different based on who we're with, which are different based on the context of our day or the context within which we're with these different people. I'm different with my mom and I'm different with my patients and I'm even different with the, than I am from them with my best friend. Again, we co-create things. We're, we're playing off of someone, sometimes more serious, sometimes more funny. Point being, there are three key things and that's why no dating profile, um, no explanation from another person can help us understand what we're going to be like with this person except experience. We need to have experiences with people. That's the goal. That's what dating is supposed to be about. It isn't about where you're going, what you're wearing, or how much money you're spending. You're missing the point when you get hung up on that. And some people are. He didn't dress up nice enough. He didn't spend enough money. He didn't take me somewhere. Oh my God, you're missing the point. We go on dates or hang out with friends at certain places just as a, as a, um, as container or forum within which we can have experiences. Again, when you're assessing a potential partner, a best friend, what is it like when you're with them? It doesn't matter if you're at a bougie restaurant in a tux or you're shopping at Target. What is it like when you're with them? That is what dating's about. That's what friendship and relationships about. But people get hung up on where it is we're spending time, how much money or thought they put into it. You're missing the point that's your ego. Go anywhere. Make all your first dates 7-Eleven and grab a hot dog. I don't care. Your question is, what is it like when I'm with them? What part of myself is brought out? What part of them is brought out? Is this something, the thing we co-create as a couple, that I would want more of in my life? Let go of the structure. Just like I'm always saying, it doesn't matter how tall your partner is. That has nothing to do with anything. It's about your experiences with them. What is it like when you're with them? It doesn't matter if they're 6'2 or 5'2. What is it like when you're with them? What are they like through difficult times? Can you trust them? Do you feel safe? Are you attracted to them? Get out of your ego. Get out of your own way. It's about the experience. And that's what I keep saying to people because they'll be hung up on, I don't know where to go on the first date or the second date. I don't know what to wear. It doesn't matter. It's about what the two of you feel and co-create when you're together, wherever you choose to go. And the healthy people don't care where you go. In fact, healthy people just want to spend time with you. They're like, take me anywhere. I just want to spend time with you. That's the goal. Take me anywhere. I just want to learn about your life. Take me to the places you like to go so I can better understand you. That's what matters. I get so disappointed and frustrated. People get hung up on the structural, the presentation. Get your ego away from that. That isn't a reflection of your worth. None of that is. So having said all of that, what are then the three things that we really are looking to experience with and of someone else so as to determine if this is someone who should be my friend, be my primary partner, whatever it is. The first one, it is important to have people in our lives that let us have needs. So as soon as you can, with anyone in your life that you're getting to know or spending a lot of time with, express needs, have some needs. Do they mock you, call you needy, uh, put you down, ignore it? Or do they say, wow, thank you for sharing that with me. Of course, I'd like to do that. Let me give you a rough example. I was dating someone a couple years ago. I love this example because it was a hard moment for me. This was years and years and years ago. And I was trying to do the work. 
new in the field of therapy, new working on my confidence, and I was dating someone. We were a couple, let's say two months in, I don't know, the time frame doesn't matter. Um, and we were texting every couple days. I like more closeness. I like more intimacy than that. And there's nothing wrong. There's nothing right. It's just my preference. So it doesn't mean I'm right. It doesn't mean what I want is better. It, texting more isn't better than texting less. It's just a preference. So I said, you know what? I would like to keep closer. So I said, hey, it would be great if maybe we could text more often. I expressed a need. And it wasn't about necessarily if the answer I got back was yes or no. It was more about experiencing them when I express a need and to see how they engage it. It would have been great if they said, sure, that sounds really good. Thank you for telling me that. Awesome. It would have been just as great and just as good of a sign if they said, you know what? I hear you. Thank you for expressing that. Always express your needs. But I actually prefer a little more time and space. So I would actually kind of like texting every couple of days. That's still a good sign because it's not about whether or not they give me what I want. It's about whether or not they're healthy enough to have a need expressed and to honor and value that. We're going to talk more coming up next. Stick around. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. All right, y'all, we're back and we're talking about all the different things that we should be looking for and assessing to determine the health of the people in our lives. And I was saying in our last segment, which if you missed it and you want to go back and listen, you can check out all past shows over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline. Bam, there it all is. And I was saying that people in relationships, whether it's a best friend, a family member, a romantic partner, they often get hung up very ego-driven, we're very materialist, so we obsess about objects, and people get hung up on how much money was spent on a date or where they took us, and I'm like, oh my God, you're missing the whole point. And none of that is what you should be focused on because none of that helps you determine how healthy your relationship would be with that person. Because some people get so caught up on that. Great, you're a materialist, and you're all up in your ego. Good to know. Healthy people say, it doesn't matter where we go. Dates and hanging out with a friend are about time together. So it doesn't matter if we're at Walmart, 7-Eleven, the park, uh, window shopping, or at a five-star restaurant. It's just about spending time with you. Everything else is the backdrop. It doesn't matter. Those things are great. Let's diversify. But more importantly, what is it like when we come together? What is my time like with you? And that should and it shouldn't matter what what within what context it's happening. And that's why I'm saying like date as yourself, socialize as yourself, do the things you like to do because what really matters are three things and three things are what we're looking for to assess. Should this person really be in my life? And last segment, I was saying one of them is having needs. How does the person deal with you expressing needs? Because that's a part of relationships of all kinds. And it's not about whether or not they give it to you or not or say yes or no. It's about how they deal with you expressing needs. My example was me saying many years ago to someone I was dating, I'd like it if we could text more more frequently, which for a lot of people so vulnerable where they're like, oh my God, you said that? And I was like, yeah, I express my needs. Hey, I'd like to hear from you more. Could we talk every day? I'm expressing a need. How they respond tells me how healthy they are and what kind of relationship we'd have. And the response I'm looking for isn't whether or not I'm given what I'm asking, it's how they engage it. And whether I was told, you know what, thank you for speaking up, that feels good to me, I'll text you every day, I want that closeness as well, whether they said that or they said, you know what, I hear you, always express your needs, but that's not something I'm comfortable doing, both are correct answers. Because both of them said, I heard you, always express your needs. I'm not going to shame you for needs. I'm not going to belittle them, but you're not always going to get what you want. That's the right answer. That's a good sign. Express needs as soon as possible. 
A bad sign is if they say, I don't wanna hear it, you're always complaining, you're too needy, you're too clingy, and they basically shame the fact that you have needs. That's a red flag, if not a deal breaker. So express needs as soon as possible, because again, we should be building primary relationships, socially, romantically, and otherwise, with people that are relationally healthy, and that's determined by how they are with having needs expressed. And again, it's not about them saying yes or no, it's about them softly, lovingly saying, always express your needs, I'm always here to listen, I'm not gonna get defensive, I'm not gonna mock you, I'm not gonna attack, but sometimes I'm gonna say, you know what, that's not really what I'm looking for, that doesn't feel good to me, unfortunately I can't do that. It's okay for them to say no, it's about the way they interface and interact with it. So that's one of the first things. I want you to have that in your friendships, I want you to have that in your marriages and your romantic relationships, because we have a lot of needs. We are relational beings, we need other people, we need things from them. But caveat, there's a difference between needs and wants. And most of the time we're talking about wants. We don't necessarily have a right to our want, we have a right to our need. Here's the distinction. The want is the way you prefer the need to get met or dealt with. For instance, yes, a need, a true need, and there's only a few of them, is to feel safe with the people you build relationships with. The way you want that safety to happen might not always be the way you're gonna get it, but you have a right to that need. Hey, I need to feel close and secure with you. Can we text every day? My want is to text every day so as to get my need met, which is to feel close, cared for, and connected. The person on the receiving end has to honor the need, hopefully, because that's what we're talking about, healthy people respond to the needs, but they might say, your need is correct, I honor that, however, the way you want it, texting every day isn't something I'm willing to do. Instead, can we work on you getting that need met, feeling close and connected via some other vehicle? I'll compliment you more, I'll express how I care and feel about you more. Great, my need's getting met, maybe not in the way I want, but I don't always get my wants but they're honoring my need because healthy people will always say, come to me with your needs. It's never wrong or bad. I'll never shoot it down. I'll never mock you, but I might not always be open to giving it to you in the way you want, the way you prefer. So wants are preferences. Wants are the ways we want our need to get met and we can't always have it the way we prefer, but our need is still valid and we find alternative ways. Hopefully that's very clear. So again, one of the three things we're looking for in all of our primary relationships, socially, familially, romantically, is that they honor needs in some form. They don't put it down, they don't shame it, they're always saying, come to me, I'm always here for you in that way. That's what we're looking for, and so have needs as soon as possible. It's not always gonna be about how often you see them, how much you text, I don't know what it's gonna be, but express a need of some kind. And needs are these deeper, more global, relational things. And wants are the ways we prefer for that need to get met, but we have to be open to, to other ways of getting that need met. It won't always be the way we prefer. But how we manage that is what's gonna determine the health of our relationship. All right, we're gonna come back and do some DMs, and then we're going to keep talking about relational health, y'all. So stick around. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be right back, y'all, so don't go anywhere. All right, we're back. Now it's time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. DMs come from our Loveline IG page. This one says, hey, Dr. Chris and Loveline, I've been dating men my entire life. Well, look at you. <laughs> I don't know if, well, I don't know what your gender is, so I don't know if you're hetero or gay or what that means, but all right, you've been dating men your whole life. 
I am 37 now, and the last relationship I had with a dude really messed me up. Ah, but see, that was them. That doesn't speak for the entire gender. No one can speak for the entire gender. That's why I hate when someone's like, well, you know, what do men want? I'm a man. I'm going to tell you what men want. No, no. All you can tell me is what you want. You do not know what all men want. That, you know, your experience of one man is not your experience of all men, although I appreciate men aren't doing so well in our culture right now. Uh, men, we got to step it up and do better. We do. Anyway, back to what you're saying. You're saying, I've always been curious about dating other genders, and I feel like I'm ready now setting up apps, but I feel really silly. I don't have a lot of experience. Um, all I've ever done is made out with a woman. Do you have any tips to make this transition smoother? No, because everyone's different. Again, there's no such thing as here's what all women want or this is what all men like. Nope, that's a lie. It's mind reading. It's also uh, stereotyping. Every man is different. Every woman is different. What they want and need is very different. Every woman's body is different. Every man's body is different. That's why I say when we approach sex, approach yourself, approach it like a virgin. You don't know what they want. You don't know what they enjoy. Everyone likes something different and our job is to find out. So I don't know what to tell you that would make any and every woman comfortable in dating you. Dating's anxiety inducing. It makes us very vulnerable. You're stepping into something new. Did a whole, I do a lot of whole shows as to how to date, how to set up first dates. Um, just be honest, be authentic, maybe own that. You don't have to own that you've never dated a woman, but maybe you should. Hey, I'm new to this, looking for some experience, looking to meet someone great. Just be honest, set up a dating profile, click that you're looking for just women or men and women, put in your bio who you are, see who you match with. If you're interested, go on a date and just be in the experience. There's nothing I can tell you to make it go smoothly. You're gonna be anxious. The best I can tell you is date to be known, not to be liked, meaning go as yourself. And if it's not a match, that's a success and that's good to know. Don't go on a date trying to be liked, wearing, saying, and talking about the things you think they want you to talk about. You don't know. Talk about who you are, talk about the things you enjoy, let them really see who you are. And if it goes well, just kind of build and capitalize on that. But dating in the beginning is clunky, it's uncomfortable. We're seeing if we're a match. Um, we've had a day, we've had a week that's with us. We're trying to you know, step into our confidence, step into our better self, uh, ignore all the other background noise. Yeah, it's hard. The more you do it though, the easier it gets. So that's really kind of my experience and my advice is just get out there and start doing it. Figure it out as you go. Every day it's gonna be different, truly. One might be very comfortable, another one might be very uncomfortable, another you might be very attracted, another one shocked and dismayed at what they look like in real time. You're gonna have the whole gamut, but enter it curious. Don't go there saying, I'm gonna find a partner, I want a partner. Enter it saying it's gonna be a journey. I'm gonna encounter a lot of different things, a lot of different people. I'm open and curious as to what I can learn about myself in the world. Um, I'm gonna stay open, I'm gonna stay soft, I'm gonna get wounded and I'm gonna wound, I'm gonna let people down, people are gonna let me down, but I'm open for that journey. Um, and off you go. There's no magical site. There's no magical way. You know, uh, people used to meet each other at work. Now the number one way people meet each other is guess what? Online, like 70%. Otherwise it's work, which is like 30%. And then less than that is whatever's left over is people meeting each other through friends. No magical way otherwise. You know, that's why I say if you're single, every space is a possibility. So be accessible, be relatable, be approachable, start conversations, engage in them. It's all we got. But I'm proud of you. Be where you are. Try it out. I want everyone to try sex and dating with the same gender and the opposite gender. Learn about yourself. You'll surprise yourself. I have. That's why I don't really identify as anything because I never know. You know, and I go with how I feel and what's in front of me. Um, 
If you got a question for us, put in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Questions, topics, things you want us to answer. Hit, circle back, drop deeper into Loveline IG page, DMs. Otherwise, past episodes are always over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline and click on it. You can binge, post, re-listen, and share because we've got to unlearn and then relearn because the quality of your practice is the quality of your mental health and the quality of your relationships. So we got to know what we're practicing. Got to be aware of ourselves. So wearechannelq.com is where you can go to check out those episodes. Lots of good stuff over there. Otherwise, we got a whole lot more to come, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and on Odyssey. We'll be right back, y'all, so don't go anywhere. All right, we're back, and we're talking about the things that, you know, it's kind of like a relational expectation that I want us to all have and seek. And again, as always, I want us to uh, self-reflect. Are we doing this before we start wondering if others are doing it as well? Looking at ourselves first. And we were kind of talking about, we have different relationships, socially, familially, uh, employment-driven, romantically, sexually. And there's three core things I look and share with my clients to look for as well to help us determine how healthy this relationship would be. And none of it's material, none of it's form, none of it's um, quantifiable, none of it's something you can see, touch, or smell. It doesn't matter their height, their weight, their income, none of that matters. And the research shows us it's not about having a partner who has a lot in common or not a lot in common. None of that matters. There's no magical or algorithm that any dating coach or dating app has to help determine matches because it's about our experience of them. Our brain and our bodies need to actually be with them, have experiences with them for us to assess compatibility. Chemistry, it's easy. I look at their picture, they're hot to me. Bam, chemistry's there. Compatibility is about having experiences with them. That's why we date. That's why we spend time with our friends. What is it like when we're with them? What do we co-create as a unit? That is what matters. So you have to have, go have experiences. But during dating, and even sometimes with some friends, we get so hung up on what we're doing, where we're going, how much money we're spending. None of that matters. Those are the backdrop for your time together. Healthy people say, it doesn't matter where we go. Let's go hang out on the corner. I just want to spend time with you. I want to have experiences with you. That's what we're looking for. Not people that are, how much money? What are you wearing? Where are you taking me? That's gross. That's ego. That's materialism. Let's evolve and mature beyond that. And we don't want that in our lives. So if you see that in someone, that's a red flag, maybe even a deal breaker. For me, it's a deal breaker. I don't like materialism like that. I want people that understand relationships are about experience and they care more about our time together and that can happen anywhere. Um, they're not looking to be impressed. That's a fragile ego that needs to be impressed. So the first point I was talking about in the earlier segments, and if you want to go back and listen, you can go to wearechannelq.com. All the shows are there. And I was saying the first one is having needs. Healthy people will be open to hearing your needs. They're not always going to give it to you in the way you want and prefer, but the need itself, they'll say that's valid. I hear you. Here's maybe what I am willing to do, but they're not going to shame, attack, minimize, stonewall, put down, call you clingy. They're going to be like, cool. Yeah, I can't necessarily do that, but here's what I could do. They're going to be open. That's what we need in the important relationships we have in our lives. So always, as soon as you can, start expressing some needs. Okay, that was the first main point. Second point is boundaries. When we set a boundary, everything the other person does in response shows us how healthy they are and whether or not they're healthy enough to be in our lives. So set boundaries as soon as you can. Hey, yeah, that's not gonna work for me, but here what will work for me. Hey, that didn't feel really good. I actually don't like being called by that nickname. Hey, if you're gonna be running late, it would mean a lot to me if you would text me and let me know. Setting boundaries, letting people know what you need, 
letting people know who you are, letting people know what you want. So needs and boundary setting are very closely connected because sometimes we set boundaries around our needs. But boundaries are also a way we protect ourselves from other people. Healthy people honor boundaries. Healthy people will be like, got it. I won't call you by that nickname. Got it. I will respect your time more and I will text you if I'm running late. Other boundaries, someone might say, hey, I'm in recovery. Please don't bring me around people or places where drugs are present. Otherwise, I'm gonna have to go and exit. They'll honor that. They won't put you down, they won't shame you, they won't mock you. It's all about their response. So we wanna have needs as soon as we can and we want to set boundaries. Those are two huge things. And the final, most important of all the things we need to assess someone else and we have experiences with them to figure this out, is how are we as a unit during times of conflict? I don't care how you are when things are going well and easy. It doesn't matter. I care about how you are during conflict. I don't care how soon conflict happens. I don't care how often it happens. People get hung up on that. We're fighting too much too soon. Don't care. What matters is how you go about dealing with conflict as a couple. And I hope for conflict as soon as possible so you can learn. Because if you don't deal with conflict well as a couple, you are not compatible and you are not meant to be together. You will make each other miserable. Is that a call to action? Is that a challenge to be your best so you can keep that person? Sure, see it that way, do it. But if you don't manage conflict well, you're gonna have a miserable time with this person in your life. Long-term, sustainable, happy relationships are ones where they deal with conflict really well. They're soft, they're kind, they might be frustrated, but they don't get verbally abusive and name call or put down. They definitely don't get physically abusive by you know, slapping, hitting, slamming, throwing, breaking. Those are signs of someone who's too dysregulated to be someone's primary partner, friend, or romantic or otherwise. How you deal with conflict determines whether or not the two of you should be together. And if you wanna to be together and you don't deal with it well, you better get some work done because if you don't pull together, it's time to separate. So again, as we're having experiences of people, what we're looking to assess is, how are they when I express needs? How are they when I set a boundary? Do they honor it and value it and respect it? And how do we deal as a unit, the two of us, during times of conflict? because that is what's gonna determine our health because conflict's always gonna happen. We're not trying to have no conflict. We're just trying to deal with conflict better. I say that to couples all the time. They're like, yeah, we had a rough week, we had conflict. I'm like, again, that's not helpful. Did you deal with conflict well? That's what matters. Tell me I had a rough week so we didn't deal with conflict well, but if we dealt with conflict well, then we had a good week because that's the goal. That's what we're working towards. All right, we're gonna come back and talk more about it. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. Stick around, y'all, because we got a whole lot more to come. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right, y'all, we are back and talking about relational skills, relational requirements, really important stuff, and this is applicable to everyone you're socializing with. Um, I wanted to spend a couple minutes, though, pushing beyond that. Just talk about this whole thing of like relating to others, all the different ways that people can be in our lives and relating as ourselves. I mean, I opened the show by talking in fact, uh, by talking about the idea that we're not trying to sell a dream to other people. We're not trying to mislead, manipulate or play games in order to get people in our lives or maintain them. And I see people doing that, you know, they don't feel like they're worth um, the friends that they have. So they're always picking up the bill, always paying for everything because they wonder if I didn't do that, maybe they wouldn't keep me around. Like why else would they want me here? Work, work on that because that's still, you kind of selling a dream and people do that romantically as well. They spend money they don't have. They're, they're doing things that they're not even interested in doing. And again, that's all, that's all about having a fragile esteem. 
Um, I want people to work on more self-acceptance and date and socialize exactly as they are. I tell my clients, we're not going to work till you lose weight before you start dating. I want you to date at all different body shapes and sizes because that's life. We're not going to body shame ourselves. We're not going to date or try to socialize with people that care about things like that. They're not healthy. They have work to do. So we're getting away from you know body shaming and ageism and all of that. We're trying to get out of our own classism where we're choosing partners based on income level and the money they have. That's how you keep yourself stuck. That is None of that promises you meeting a really great person. But I wanted to make a special comment that... We live in we live in a time where technology is like a big Rorschach test. You know, technology, someone's social media lets you in on all their values. And I want us to use that to understand others. And I want us to also be aware of the fact that people are understanding us through that. People will Google you. People will type your name. People will go look at your social media. I tell people that. If, before you go on a date with someone, go look on their Instagram. See if that's the kind of person you want to date based on what they have on their page. That they are showing you based on what they post what they think is important, what their value system is, what their politics are, what they think their best is. If every picture is a, you know, a dude in a shirtless, well, he's telling you, this is what I think my best is my body. How do you feel about that? Me personally, if that's as good as it gets, I'm bored. How's that help me on a date? How's that help me in difficult times? How's that help me during trout? Like that tells me nothing. So be aware, look at your social media and say, what am I communicating to the world that I think is most important in the world in general and also about myself? And is that how I want to be seen? And then do that and look at others and be like, ah, well, they're very materialistic. They're very ego-centered. They're a little body shamey. They're Republican. I mean, whatever it is, it's all there. And that can help you make some really important decisions because social media is how people market themselves. Take it seriously. The post, the pictures we post, the statements we make are branding us. That's our brand. And it's showing others who we are and they will understandably perceive us that way. So what kind of marketing and branding are you putting out there? Go look and look at that of others. It matters. It's an overt symbol of who we are, what's important to us, and how healthy we are. Be aware of what parts of yourself you are leading with on your social media. If you don't stand behind it and that's not how you want to be seen, get rid of it. But look at other people's. It is a powerful tool. I talk about that just therapeutically, taking control of your brain and your mental health and your environment by determining what you follow, what you look at. I talk to patients about using their social media as therapy, looking at things that are helpful and enhancing and empowering versus the opposite, unfollowing, because we can't complain about the, the things that we perpetuate and strengthen in social media that work against us. If you are learning to love the body you're in, stop liking pictures of people that are gym bodied. Stop feeding that monster. If you don't support classism and you feel bad about the socioeconomic level you're at, stop liking pictures of people flaunting their cars and their watches as though any of that has anything to do with anything or tells us what kind of person someone is. And if that's all they're posting, they're letting you know, I live in ego and form and materialism run because they are going to be looking for you to also be some optimized version, another you know life support system for their fragile ego. So pay attention. We can't complain about that. It's all right there. I remind people that. That's what I think is so interesting about the world we live in. There's so much information that's available. And like I said, all these different pieces tell us what's important to someone and what it would be like to be a part of their life. Is that, when you look at their social media, is that the world you want to be swimming in? Look at them and their friends and where they go and what they do. Who's present and who's absent? Is that the kind of world you want to be a part of? Is that the value system you have? How well will you fit into that? All of that matters. And we should all be looking at our pages knowing that. 
Think about that. Go look. If someone didn't know you and all they had access to was your social media, how would they walk away feeling and thinking about you? What would they think your is important to you? What would they think your priorities and your integrity are rooted in and all about? I'm telling you, it's all in there. So again, use that for your own benefit and use that to better understand other people. Because social media helps us now have more intentional, conscious relationships. There's a time when all you had access to before social media was what people told you, who they told you they were, and what you experienced directly while with them. We didn't have any collateral information to support or back up or deny or challenge what's happening. We do now. And I think it's important that people take advantage of that. I love when people are getting to know each other and they're like, hey, what's your Instagram handle? I want to go check out your life a little bit. That's an important part of getting to know someone. It also starts some really interesting conversations where you find commonalities and distinctions. Oh, I never been there or I've been there before as well or whatever it is. It can really soothe, help anxious people know some things to talk about on a date. Talk about a personal, talk about a very personal thing. It's like you're looking at someone's photo album, someone's diary, someone's day planner. It's all splashed across their page. Take advantage of that. Um, again, always talking to clients about that. Uh, now, again, having said that, we hold some of that loosely because people post from their best traditionally. And so what we're looking at is a curated, specifically chosen, chosen version of who they are. So I'm not saying live and die and make total decisions based on that, but it's an interesting starting point and it's also an interesting conversation starter. So be aware of that, it works both ways. Um, they might not tell you that that's happening, but it's often there. All right, we're going to come back, talk more about this, and then we're going to be closing out the show with some DMs. So if you've got a question for us, topic, something wants to hit, circle back, drop deeper into, um, put it all on the uh, DMs on the IG page. Otherwise, stick around. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be right back. All right, y'all, we're back and uh, talk about some relational dating stuff. I was opening the show by talking about the three things you want to experience in a friend, a colleague, a family member, a romantic partner to really assess expressing needs, seeing how they deal with needs, setting boundaries, seeing how they deal with them. And more importantly, how do you as a unit deal with conflict? All that's really important. Talking about how we have to have experiences of people. And that's why, you know, what people write in a profile, well, that's important. They're kind of marketing themselves and you got to go with it. You also can look at their, you know, social media to get a sense of who they are, what's important to them, what matters most, their value system. All that's in there. But really, when in doubt, go out. When in doubt, go find out. When in doubt, go out again. It's all about the experience of the person. We can't just look at an itemized list of things and think we know them. We have to experience them. Our brain and our bodies need to be present. That's why I always say, like, get out there as soon as you can. But I also want everyone to hold it lightly. Who they were with someone else is not who they're going to be with us. Who they were last year is not necessarily who they are this year. When in doubt, go find out. We want to give people the benefit of the doubt. People grow and change. They're not always the person they were. That's what I love about therapy. I get to see some of the most profound transformations beyond belief. Um, it's awesome. And it reminds me that we never know who someone's going to become or who someone could become. We have to give people chances. We have to hold space. We have to see them as they are now. We have to see them as they are now while with us. It, they are different with us than they are maybe with other people. Sure, there's some consistent traits, of course, but some of them change. I see some people not giving enough time. They really want to enter relationships socially and romantically like it's a business deal. Just give me the facts. I'm going to look at it on paper, pros and cons. It's not how it works. Those are business values. Keep them for business. We're not looking at product details like we're shopping for a pair of shoes. We have to have an experience of some. We have to actually take the time and go spend time with them. Yes, yes. There's no way to optimize this, nor should we try. 
that's rushing it, that's looking at it in the wrong way. Get out of your ego. Get out of your business mindset. We're not trying to optimize dating. It's a messy, experiential thing that takes time. Like I said, it takes time enough for you to see what happens with needs, with boundaries, with conflict. Those things are experiences. No one can tell us that. No algorithm can tell us that. Nothing listed in a bio can tell us that. Meeting them one time can't tell us that. If you're interested and attracted to them, go. Give it time. Multiple dates. We don't make decisions unless it's something egregious and a total deal breaker on a first date, whether meeting a new friend or a romantic partner. Because I work with tons of clients that are trying to meet new friends. How's an adult? Do I meet new friends? They ask. It's very similar to dating. You start somewhere and you give them a chance. You spend time with them. You see what it's like. You see how they fit into your life. It's not about differences. It's not about commonalities. The research tells us that. It's about what happens when you come together. It's about the experience. We have to get out of our heads though. We have to get out of our ego. We're not trying to please other people. It doesn't matter what other people would think. It doesn't matter how we look as friends or as a couple to other people. It doesn't matter about height differences, weight differences. It doesn't matter about age differences. We're living in reality. What is it like when you're with that person? That's how we determine if they're our new friend or a romantic partner. Reality. It's all about being reality-based. Yes, what's on their social media matters. We want to go look at it. But again, it's more about our time together, and we can't really assess that if we're not honestly having experiences with and of each other. There's no shortcut. And that's why I get frustrated when these websites or dating coaches or therapists claim there's an algorithm or a formula. No, there's not. There's things to think about. There's tips and tricks and reminders. But you have to go experience them. They have to experience you. We have to be willing to put that time in. I have clients that are like, come on, quickly tell me how to find a partner. Quickly tell me how to go find a friend. Nope. All we have, all we have the ability to do is create the conditions within which we could possibly have this happen and dismantle the obstacles that we get in our own way around. And often that's because we don't understand this. I wish people took relationships more seriously and that before we were allowed to just step into them, we had to at least do some learning as to what they're about, how we go about them. What are the signs that they're healthy? What are the signs that they're not healthy? Maybe even some practicing, but none of that happens. We just jump all in. And then you end up in my office. But the beautiful thing is there's a lot of research. There's a lot of science. I'm always dropping it. I'm always bringing it in. But just like parenting, adult relationships require us to have a mirror held up where we have to learn about ourselves. And we have to be fearless and look at what our work is and look at how we're getting in our own way. Are you too anxious? Are you too avoidant? Are you too ego-centered? You're trying to optimize a process which is long and messy. Can't shortcut this. Nothing in psychology can be shortcut. It's all experiential. In fact, some of the best relationships are formed when you surprise yourself. There was just enough information that made you willing or interested to spend time with that person as a friend, as a romantic partner, sex partner. And yet, through that moment, that experience, you realize there's so much more there that we wouldn't have had access to. That's why I'm always saying to my clients and my friends, when in doubt, go find out. When in doubt, take them out. Don't mind read. We use what we see on social media and our experiences of them because everything counts leading up and that matters and it's factored in, but go have an experience. Not everyone's good over text. Not everyone's good on paper. Not everyone's good right now to bio. Go spend time with them. That's why, I lo- and I love that. I mean, I geek out on that. I'm out somewhere and I can see that someone's new in this relationship with someone and you can see the anxiety, but they're trying that's why I love being in a coffee shop so much. That's where a lot of first dates happen and friends bond and connect and reconnect. 
It's fun stuff. Okay, we're gonna come back and do some DMs. So if you got a question for us, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page, questions, topics, things you want us to hit, circle back, drop deeper into, drop them all in there, and past episodes of the show, always over at wearechannelq.com. Otherwise, stick around, y'all. We'll be back. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, we're back. Now it's time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. Hey, Dr. Chris. My name is Christy. I've been single and talking to people on social media. I love that. But it feels like everyone's overbearing and I feel suffocated all the time. Yikes. Uh, I, started, I started maybe thinking that it was me. Maybe I'm unable to accept love. I don't know. I just don't want a parental figure. I want a partner and something not so serious, but that doesn't seem to be the case with everyone. Yeah, I hear you. A lot of people want primary partnership. For a lot of us, it's a powerful drive. Not everyone. Some people are aromantic, not interested in romance. Some people are asexual, not interested in sex. Some people are poly, wanting multiple primary partnerships. Some people are more open, want a primary, but want to be able to have sex with others. It's all out there, you know? So stay in the game. Not everyone wants to uh, over-function, you know, infantilize you or suffocate you. You must be just be talking to the wrong people. Um, so yeah, where, where on social media are you meeting these people and how is that coming up so quickly where you're feeling like they're overbearing? Um, are you avoidant? I want to make sure that people are able to express needs and, and express interest and you're willing to allow and tolerate that. If not, if that itself is suffocating, well then yeah, you have an avoidant personality or attachment style and there's some work to do. I've done a lot of shows on that. That's something you're gonna need some therapy to dismantle. I can't just give you three quick tips to change your entire attachment style, but I would, stay, I would say stay soft, stay open, stay in the game and give people a chance. Um, let's go to another DM. This one says, hey, Dr. Chris, I'm in a little bit of a sticky situation with one of my friends. She fell in love with me. She told me about this and was very open and honest, which I appreciated. However, I don't feel the same way. Now, I feel like we can't hang out without her getting touchy. Almost feels forceful, like I'm being backed into a corner. Isn't it a little unfair that she's blaming me for her feelings when I'm just being myself? Why do I have to change to accommodate her feelings? Uh, okay, first off, if someone's your friend 
and you fall in love with them, keep that to yourself and manage it. There's nothing helpful in telling them unless it is your, unless you're hoping they'll consider you in that way. Rarely is that the case. It's a risk. When someone finds out that you've had a crush on them or you've loved them the whole time, it doesn't always make them feel safe or interested in continuing because it isn't. You aren't necessarily able to then be their friend because in order to be someone's friend, you have to be willing to talk about and listen to them, discuss dating, sex with others. And if you can't handle that, you're not able to be that person's friend. And if you're in love with them, you probably can't. And that also makes them redefine their entire relationship thus far with you. I don't advise putting it out there. Friendship is the most stable configuration. If you really want to keep someone in your life forever, be friends and stay friends. Just because you get along as friends does not mean moving it into romance is going to also work. In fact, it often doesn't. What works is what's working. And if what we're doing is working, it's not smart to change that style or configuration in theory. Always outliers. Now, as far as them being touchy, yeah, set a boundary. Hey, I'm not comfortable with you touching me like that. Please stop. And what they do in response to that determines whether or not they stay in your life. If you set a boundary like that and someone ignores it, they're gone. That's a deal breaker. Especially when they're being forceful, you need to make that boundary known. I need you to stop touching me in sexual, erotic, or romantic ways. And if that doesn't stop, unfortunately, we can't be friends anymore. You actually have to say that. Healthy people will honor that. Um, But no, you're not responsible for their feelings. And you don't need to change to accommodate them, but yeah, the relationship is now different and they made it that way and that's a bummer because a lot of people don't want anything more than what they already have, which is friendship. So I'm sorry that happened. I'm sorry you've been let down. You are not responsible. Definitely set a boundary and hopefully they'll honor that and all can be well, but if not, then it looks like you lost a friend and it's a bummer. And that's why we have to be very thoughtful about us trying to express that or change the configuration because the reason why things are working is because what we're currently doing. Changing that changes that, and we don't know in what direction. So we don't want to just assume more is always better. We're great friends. We might as well be good lovers. No, that's not true. Sometimes it works in your favor, and the person's like, yeah, I always had a crush on you too, but that's actually not generally how that goes about. So we got to be thoughtful. It can reorient us where we think back. We're like, what have we been doing this whole time? I thought that person was my friend. I was telling them about my interest in others. And yeah, you got to be able to hear that stuff. That's why after you break up with someone, only stay friends if you can actually truly show up as a friend. If you want special treatment, you're not ready. You're not ready or able. Most people aren't. They need a little more time. All right, y'all. That is our show. If you got some DMs for us, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. In those DMs, questions and topics, past episodes of the show are always over at wearechannelq.com. Be kind to yourselves. Be kind to those around you. Thanks for hanging out, Joel, and let me be a part of your journey. Have a good rest of your night. Good night, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.